0: Do you have the faith to believe and follow God, no matter what? How can you prove where God is working today? Find out how to stay loyal to God to the very end, next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry.
1: Greetings, everyone. What is a true Christian? Well, a true Christian is one who follows Jesus Christ, and true Christians also follow apostles and prophets and leaders. That looked to Jesus Christ. After Jesus Christ was crucified and risen, He uh, appeared to a group of uh, a few Jews, and and He made sure that they did not recognize Him. And as they as they were walking along, they talked about how He was a mighty prophet in word and in deed. And uh, then they went to the tomb and saw that he w- it was empty and Christ had already risen, and they were disappointed because they had hoped Christ would come to redeem Israel or save Israel at that time. They just didn't understand that uh, that was in the Second Coming of Christ and not the First Coming of Christ. And so Jesus Christ walked on a little further, and then He, he had something very important to say to them, and that's in Luke 24 and verse 25. Here's what he said, Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart, to believe ALL that the prophets have spoken. Then he said unto them again, I'll repeat that, O fools, and slow of heart, to believe ALL that the prophets have spoken. So do you and I, do we believe that ALL that the prophets have spoken, ALL of it? Well now that's that's what Christ said that we must do if we're going to follow him. He didn't want somebody relegating uh, prophecy into history and just history alone not at all or he somebody that maybe a lot of people anyhow would not even believe that there are that they should believe in those Old Testament prophets but he called them fools. He said fools for not understanding that and, and BELIEVING ALL that the, of the words that the prophets had spoken. He really rebuked them very severely, and yet he loved those people dearly. And you can see this as we go along here. Verse 26, first of all, he said, Ought not Christ to have suffered THESE things, and to enter into His glory? Don't, don't you see that, that I had to SUFFER all these things to enter that MAGNIFICENT glory, to qualify to replace Satan on his throne and rule ALL the Earth and ALL the universe FOREVER and EVER? Now, that, that's glory, SUPREME glory! And he's invited those people that will come out today before his Second Coming and proclaim his message to this world. And if they do, then they can sit on David's throne with him and share that throne for ALL eternity when they rule the Earth and when it is moved on out into the universe FOREVER. That's the reward he's going to give the people who do that today and bring them into that glory as well, and all other people before it's all over in a special way. So, God wants to lead us, He wants to give us magnificent rewards of the highest kind that you could even imagine or realize. And there is magnificent glory available to us, God says, if we're willing to do what the prophets tell us to do. What they have spoken, we have to heed that because He sent those prophets, God did, to teach us what we need to know to enter into His family or the kingdom of God. And then beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all scriptures the things concerning himself. They didn't know about those scriptures. About Christ coming the first time, they were lazy in their Bible study, and He was letting them know that. But here you have the uh, prophets and of the Old Testament, and uh, or the Hebrew Bible, talking about Christ first coming, and and uh, this 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 they didn't understand. They were just. Understood a few of the prophecies about his second coming, and they were all confused about how that uh, chronology works. They simply didn't understand that. But he said, Now he wants to teach us today how to uh, believe all that the prophets have spoken. Now, if you look at this closely, it looks like he you can look at it in verse twenty nine that he he went ahead they wanted they said, well, why don't you come on and it's getting late and come to our home and And he apparently taught them and stayed with them all night long, even after he had risen from the grave just to help those people who desperately needed help now that shows you his love and his kindness, but also his being upset by them not studying their Bibles and understanding what the prophets taught in the Old Testament. They did not understand that very well at all. Notice Matthew 4 and verse 4, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every WORD that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we have to believe in every WORD of the prophets if you believe Christ. And if you follow Christ, that's what He's saying. At that time, there WAS no New Testament. They were in the process of creating it. The only Bible was the Old Testament, or the Hebrew Bible. That's all there was. And so He was telling them, to, uh, said, Now, I I want you to uh, live by every word that is uh, that proceeds out of the mouth of God, every single word of those prophets, if you will. That's what He was talking about. So if you look at Ephesians 2 and verses 19 through 21, it says that when He's talking about every word of the prophet, He says the prophets are the FOUNDATION of the Old Testament, the very FOUNDATION! You have to get that, or you don't really have a house built on rock. You just have a house that's going to fall. Notice what it says in uh, ephesians two i 'll just paraphrase it, but uh, you can see that he goes on to say there that he does this to cause us to be fitly framed together, fitly framed together. that's how He builds us into this character of God so we can enter into the family of God and help him rule over the entire universe. The first fruits are those doing God's work before the second coming, get a very special reward. They get to sit on David's throne with Christ. Notice Acts 13, beginning in verse 40. Here it says, "Beware, therefore, lest that come upon you, which is spoken of of the prophets. Behold, you despisers and wonder! And perish, for I work a work in your days, a work which you shall in no wise believe, though a man declare it unto you. Well, that's quoted from Habakkuk 1 and verse 5, one of the minor prophets, and it discusses a double wonder there, a double wonder that God wants us to know that if we obey Him and listen to those prophets, and of course, what is taught in the New Testament as well, but if you uh, HEED what those prophets say, it's going to fill you with WONDER and WONDER and WONDER, all kinds of wonders throughout your life if you DO what God says. And if you have the faith to BELIEVE Him, which He said, well, in Habakkuk 1 and verse 5 and in Acts 13, that uh, they heard it, and they didn't believe it and it's all an end-time prophecy. It's for the end time. And a MAN, a MAN is going to teach people, a leader who is a MAN that God is using, and you have to look to a MAN, a prophet or an apostle, when it comes to receiving new revelation from God. And they, well, God works through men and that's how he builds this supreme glory within us but we have to have to look at what is happening and who is preaching that to us or proclaiming it to us and and see and believe what god is doing and believe it and then you enter into all those wonders that just fill our lives with uh, and make us ecstatic about our lives and how we're Functioning and what we're doing. That's the way human beings ought to be living. And it really is just talking about building happiness within our lives and all kinds of glory. You can read in that same booklet, or book, excuse me. We have a booklet we'll offer you on Habakkuk. And it certainly will uh, explain all of this to you as well. But it it says in Habakkuk 2 and verse 3, At the end it shall speak! At the END it shall speak! It's prophecy! And it's prophecy for the end time, it's not going to speak in the Middle Ages. It's going to speak at the END, right now, the time we're living in. Oh, how we need to understand these prophecies! Ninety percent of the prophecies of the Bible are being fulfilled in this end time. Ninety percent of them. This is all about NOW. It's not about history. Many people say, well, that's just history. No, it isn't. It is prophecy. Most important of all, it is prophecy, followed oftentimes by a TYPE, which is the history it's discussing in that particular time. But that's not the main purpose of the message. Notice Genesis 49 in verse 1. Here it talks about the very uh, uh, pro- one of the prophecies of Moses that Christ said we ought to understand. Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch. Christ used him as an example. He started right back there with Moses in the first book of the Bible. And notice what it says here in the first book of Moses, verse 1 of chapter 49, And Jacob called unto his sons, and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Well, how about that? In the last days. And if you look at other parts of Genesis, well, what about? What about Adam and Eve? Did God uh, did God create them, or did we evolve from uh, some kind of a a creature or creatures? Is do we believe the prophets? Moses was a great prophet, one of the greatest. And do we believe what he said about Adam and Eve and the and the two trees, or is that just fantasy? Well, it's absolutely true. The problem with the world today is because they're eating from the wrong tree. They could have all of the happiness and joy and peace that they could imagine if they would eat from the right tree that the prophet Moses told us all about. Isn't that amazing? Do we BELIEVE Moses the prophet in ALL that he has spoken, or just part of it? We HAVE to BELIEVE it if we're going to follow Christ. Christ certainly believed it, and He ought to. He was used to CREATE Adam and Eve. Now notice Daniel 12 and verse 4, I'll just paraphrase that, but it says that this This book is ONLY for the end time, and then you can read that in verse 9. It's it's repeated. It's closed and sealed till the end time. Now, do do we BELIEVE ALL that the prophets have spoken? Do we believe all of that? Here's a prophet. Let's see what HE has to say. Verse 5 of Daniel 9 says this, We have sinned, and have committed iniquity. And have done wickedly, and have rebelled even by departing from your precepts and from your judgments. Neither have we hearkened unto your servants, the prophets. Oh, they hear Daniel is saying, Well, hey, this is for the end time, and we have departed from the servants, the prophets. And it's only for the end time, it says in Daniel 12, verses 4 and 9. How do you? Reconcile that to uh, what you believe. Verse 11 says, Yea, all Israel have transgressed your law, even by departing, that they might not obey your voice. Therefore, the curse is poured upon us, and the oath that is written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, because we have sinned against him. So here you have. the Law of Moses, or the, uh, the Prophet Moses quoted here, and then Daniel is talking about Moses. And so we have to HEED what the prophets say, ALL that the prophets have spoken. Now if you, the former prophets are comprised of Joshua, Judges, Samuel, and Kings. If you look again, we have to ask ourselves, well, now these are the FORMER prophets. But how many people believe that? Not many scholars even uh, believe this, as far as I can tell. And remember Christ said, "Oh fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Do we believe all that the prophets have spoken or just part of it? This, this Bible is, the ver- is is Jesus Christ in print? And since He is perfect, uh, as the Father is perfect, well, it's also uh, the Father in print, God the Father. But it's all mostly prophetic for the end time. You can see it talks about, Farrar Fenton Bible says this, the history of Israel when he's talking about Joshua. But this is one of the former prophets. It's not not the history of Israel, it's a history and prophecy of Israel. And the prophecy is for this end time, and it's mainly for right now. The history of Israel and Judah, he says. No, it's history and the prophecy, mainly prophecy. These men talk about it being history. No, look at what he says about Samuel, same thing. And what about? the history of Israel and Judah, Well, yes, in the book of Kings, first and second Kings, he says the same thing. It's just a history. No, it's not just history. It is history and prophecy, and most of it for today. Amazing that people don't understand that, and it's just so clear in your Bible. Notice what we wrote. It isn't the history of the Hebrews, it's a history of God and what He is doing on earth. That history was arranged and inspired by God, Himself! This is not just about the history of Israel or the Hebrews. It's about the history of God and what He's doing on this Earth! The history of God, Himself! Right there with them! You can look at the first book of Chronicles. He says that's history. No, it's history and prophecy, again. You just see those things over and over and over again. Now you can see in the major and minor prophets, he has a list of them here, and certainly that would be Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and the twelve minor prophets, they are called, along with the major prophets. Notice Amos 9 and verse 11. This is a prophecy for this end time and it's from a minor prophet, the prophet of Amos. Notice verse 11, In that day will I raise up the tabernacle of David that is fallen, and close up the breaches thereof, and I will raise up his ruins, and I will build it as in the days of old. Now, in that day is always about this end time, and okay, the tabernacle of David has And so somebody in God's true Church has to to build it back up before Christ gets here. It's It's about the tabernacle of David and the throne of David. Where IS that throne? It HAS to be here on Earth because Christ is going to return to this Earth and SIT on it! And it's already here! Where is it? Well, we will give you all kinds of information to teach that to you, and especially our book on the New Throne of David that will explain all of it to you. But uh, again, see uh, people know generally know very little about these prophets and what they what they what they taught us, and God wants us to. Uh, live by every WORD of what those prophets have spoken. And he says, Now, if you do that, your life will be FILLED, FILLED with glory and wonder and majesty and royalty. And that is something that that Word is about to fill this entire Earth as the water fills the ocean beds of the world, Isaiah says. It's about to fill the WORLD and stop the MADNESS and the not paying attention to the prophets of God and the Old Testament and the New Testament and the very, all the words of God. Every word proclaimed by God, we're supposed to keep it, EVERY SINGLE WORD! How many people strive to do that? But that's where the wonder is! That's where all the, the, the uh, inspiration and the just the uh, stirring of the imagination is! And everybody should enjoy that! Notice you can see how, okay, that what I just read to you, that happened in, inside God's Church, but it, now God says He's going to expand it to the whole world! Notice verse- 13 of Acts 15, And after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, hearken unto me, Simeon had declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles, to take out of them a people for his name. And to this agree the words of the prophets, as it is written, quote, he's quoting Amos 9 and verse 11 that I just read to you. After this I will return, and I will build again the tabernacle of David, which is fallen down, and I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up, not only in the Church, but the entirety of the EARTH. This Christ PROMISES that He's going to do that, and we're right at the EDGE of that Second Coming. It is at the DOOR, it says in Matthew 24. At the door, that's how close it is. Christ is about to raise up the RUINS in this entire world and bring us the happiness and the joy and the excitement that we ALL should have because we'll start EATING from the right tree that Moses prophesied was there for Adam and Eve, and they chose the wrong tree. And God just let the whole world follow their father and mother. That's what it amounts to. But Christ is about to sit on David's throne, and He's about to fill this Earth with, with this all kinds of wonders that just amaze us and stir us and set our imaginations on fire, if we just understand it. It is so, so wonderful. But here he's quoting a prophet in the Old Testament, one of the minor prophets. But notice what he says, what Christ inspired in uh, Luke 1 and verse 30, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and, behold, you shall conceive in your womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. That throne started with David, and it's on this Earth. God gave it to Christ, and He's going to come to this earth and sit on that throne. Where is it today? That's a CRITICAL question. We need to know He's not returning to a non-existent throne. He's not going to do that at all. Verse 33, And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. There's not going to be an end to it. Christ is coming to this Earth, and He's going to sit on a throne that's ALREADY on this Earth! And it ought to INSPIRE us and fill us with wonder just to say, Well, where is that THRONE? Where is it? And we have literature that will explain it to you. All our literature is absolutely free. So we hope you'll start by ordering the book The New Throne of David. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry, goodbye, friends!
0: Do you have the faith to believe and follow God, no matter what? How can you prove where God is working today? Find out how to stay loyal to God to the very end. To much of the world, God's truth seems like madness. But whose word will you trust, the critics or God's? Request Gerald Flurry's free book, The New Throne of David, to prove God's awesome purpose for His one true church in this end time. For many years, members of God's church have been inspired by the Key of David vision, a vision that reveals God's plan for beautifying the universe and our part in that restoration project. But now, God has unlocked new understanding about King David's throne, where it's located today, and how it will be transferred to Jesus Christ at His second coming to rule the entire world. This is, without a doubt, the most shocking truth you will ever read but you can prove every word of it straight from your Bible. The truth about the New Throne of David is a test to determine who really believes all that the prophets have spoken. Study the New Throne of David for the motivation you need to survive and even thrive through the hardships of life. Fill your mind with the most glorious vision imaginable. Discover a future world vastly better than this present evil world. Understand exactly how a brighter future will be brought about. Also request Gerald Flurry's free booklet, The Book of Chronicles. The Biblical Book of Chronicles covers history from the same time period as the Book of Kings, yet Chronicles omits the negative history. Understand why Chronicles is an overwhelmingly positive message about King David's throne, Discover the reason why scholars are confused about the original order of the Old Testament, which puts Chronicles last. This reason unlocks our incredible human potential. The proper order of the Old Testament transports us beyond the sun and moon and into the countless stars of the limitless universe. Study Gerald Flurry's booklet on Chronicles to prove that history can become prophecy. Understand the link between the books of Chronicles and Revelation. Discover the importance of King Solomon building God's house and how this history is relevant to God's work today. Learn how seeking new Jerusalem each day will change your life. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request The New Throne of David and The Book of Chronicles. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll free 1 339 7629. The preceding program was a paid presentation of The Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.